Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. And this is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And that's just Library Overload there. I do too. It's so much fun. All right. Welcome to episode 29. I cannot believe we're almost 30. I know. It's very exciting. I know. Okay. So today we are talking all things ladies. Yes. Like girl boss, girl Girl power, power. feminazis, (laughs) and the likes. (laughs) Yes. I am ecstatic to talk about a couple of the books Mm -hmm. I've got. I had some really good ones. Like... I am on, like, I am so fired up yeah. after reading some of the books. Like, That's I'm, amazing. I'm so excited to yeah. talk about them. That's awesome. Do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, the first one I read was, I don't know what you know me from, Confessions of a Co-Star by Judy Greer. Okay. She has been everything. She's yes. always the best friend, yes. the side character, mm-hmm. everything. And this is her memoir or a collection of very, very, very funny essays really she's hysterical like in the introduction of the book she talks about how like she's made a career of being the sidekick and Mm -hmm. she's like you know what I'm okay with that I'll probably never be the leading lady and that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. you can have a solid career being the sidekick Mm -hmm. but she talks about fan profiling She's like, everybody's like, you look familiar. What do I know you from? (laughs) And so that's the title of the book. I don't know what you know me from. But she's like, if I could spend a few minutes and ask you a couple questions, I can probably tell you what you know me from. That's funny. So like this happens to her a lot, Hmm. which is kind of funny. Her mom was a nun. But before she took her vow, she got kicked out. Oh, my God. So she's she's Maria Von Trapp, (laughs) basically. That's hysterical. Is that not amazing? And then... How did she get kicked out? Did it say? Well, basically, they, she's, her mom, she said that the head nun lady, mm-hmm. sorry, Catholics, I do not know the words here, the Reverend Mother. That sounds right. Okay. Was like, maybe this is not for you. <laughs> Perhaps you should not marry God. That you, you maybe should go do something else. Funny. Yeah. She talked about how she like she liked to give the nuns makeovers. Oh my god. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a no. Maybe this is not for you. <laughs> so. She did not become a nun, and she married her dad instead, and they only had the one kid, so she's an only child. Hmm. She talks about how, you know, it took her a long time to find her thing. She's like, you know, kids have a thing. They're mm-hmm. like baseball or, or whatever, and she finally went into ballet, and she's like, you know, parents want their kids to have a thing because, you know, saying... They have to talk about something. Right, saying, yeah, Judy spent the whole weekend on the couch watching TV is not nearly as exciting <laughs> As Timmy hit a home run at the D-ball tournament. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was funny. But she also talks about how she's a stepmom. And I related to that. And I really liked that. She only ended up going to acting school because this girl in her theater class in high school said she couldn't do it. Oh. So she was like. that. That is exactly me. Right. She was like, yeah, this is very prestigious. I don't think that you will get in. And Judy's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So she went and did it. And so she went to acting college in Chicago huh. um, at a really fancy whatever. But she lived outside of Detroit in Livonia, wow. which is right around where my mom was from. Oh. 
Um, so I was, she was just kind of so cool. It was so much fun to hang out with her. And I listened to it on audio. I was going to ask, yes. did she read it? She did. That's awesome. So funny. It was absolutely hysterical. I was cackling, laughing. That's amazing. Yeah, I loved it. This book has been on my radar for forever, mm -hmm. but I've never actually seen it in a bookstore. Like I've never mm -hmm. come across it. I've only just seen it online. Mm -hmm. So I just, I haven't had a chance to pick it mm -hmm. up. So I thought it was awesome. I did look into it um, because I read it or I listened to it. I didn't have the cover, but I t uh, did look at some pictures of it and the front of it. She's like in this red dress, mm -hmm. like holding her arms. So it's all like silhouetted and yeah. she looks perfect. But on the back cover of the book, it's like her underwear is showing <laughs> and like the dress doesn't really fit. That's and so, so it's like, I've you never know, seen a picture of the back. Right. I, I looked it up. Um, That's so online, funny. So it was kind of hilarious. You know, just she's just so funny. You just want her to be your best friend. Like That's she's awesome. hysterical. Like she just she has to be so down to earth because mm -hmm. after so many years of playing the mm -hmm. best friend, like she's like, yep, this is my uh, mm -hmm. this is my lot. So right, I mean, and she graduated and got discovered um, like three days after she graduated college. Like she's been ridiculously, you know, good. She said shopping vintage saved her life because she was wearing like this vintage raincoat and a casting person saw her on the street and like, Hey, come do this. And she's like, all right. That's and then they so made cool. her wear the raincoat in the, in the movie. And I forget what it was. It was one of her, it was her very first one. Um, That's so and she was cool. Just like a side bit, but it was her actual raincoat that she owned. <laughs> I would keep that forever. Yeah. She said she still has it. That's amazing. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But That's she was so, so much fun. Neat. Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to pick it up. Yes. Like, it was hysterical. Awesome. You should, honestly, you should really listen to it because it's just right. so much better read by her. Did you just buy it on Audible? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. My first one I'll talk about is My Own Words, and this is by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I have heard about RBG for quite a while. Mm -hmm. She's kind of all the rage right now. Mm -hmm. Like, so I didn't really know a whole lot about her. I wanted to learn about her, where mm -hmm. she came from, what she's done with her life. So mm -hmm. I was a little bit disappointed. Really? So it would go maybe a chapter or two, and it talked about her life growing up. Her mother died when she was a teenager mm -hmm. from cancer. And so it talked about kind of growing up briefly. And then it would go in another chapter where it would talk about uh, a lot of law, so much law, like so much that I was like, okay, this is – this is boring. Mm. Like, and then it would go like a chapter of her. So this is me getting into law school and dealing with professors and things like mm -hmm. that. How she met her husband. Super cool. And then it'd be like several chapters of law. Oh. And it was just like, I just, I wanted to know about you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know how, what your life has been mm -hmm. like. And so it was a little heavy and I was kind of disappointed. And mm. I, it's. It's not at all what I wanted it to be. I should have read Notorious, Notorious RBG. RBG. That's the one that's on my list, and it's not by her. So no, um, but I, I wasn't sure if it would be as good. But I it think looks amazing. I think that would have been more of what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, she's a lawyer. Like mm -hmm. she, well, she's a judge now, but mm -hmm. she was a lawyer. Like, of course, she's going to want to talk about law. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was a lot for me. To the point where I was like, I was like, okay, this chapter's all about law. I'm going to skip it. Like, So, like, layman's terms would not yes, be really good yes. to understand. There were, there were several things that I really loved, though. Her husband, who has since passed, was hysterical. Awesome. Like, he had some excerpts in it mm -hmm. that were just hilarious. That's like, awesome. he, he, like, he was a tax lawyer. 
So polar opposites. Yeah. And he said that taking a tax case mm-hmm. in court is what put her on the, on the Supreme <laughs> Court. And so he says that one day he was um, he was reading over some cases and there was one with a single man that was taking care of his mother. And he should have been eligible for a tax break of $600. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't because that tax break was only for women uh, taking uh, care of elderly parents. But because uh-huh. he was a single male, he was not eligible for it. And she was like, well, that's an equality issue. And I'm going to take it. Awesome. And she argued that in in the Supreme Court. That's awesome. And won it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, he should have it. He's taking care of his ailing mother. Like, he mm-hmm. should have the equal rights. And that's what got her into Washington, D.C. And it's awesome. all because of her husband. Nice. And him just, he said that he walked into her office and he was like, read this case. And she looked at it and she was like, I don't read tax cases. <laughs> and he was like, just read it. That's hilarious. <laughs> and so he's, he credits himself for getting her on the Supreme Court. Of course he does, as <laughs> any good husband would. And he was so funny and I wish there was more about them mm-hmm. and, and less about the law. Stuff. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't mind reading about what cases she took. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't love the chapters that were just strictly law mm-hmm. and it was so much textbook esque. Yes. And it was, I, I was really disappointed because I, 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 she's amazing mm-hmm. and she's so powerful and she's so awesome. And I just, I wanted to know a little bit more mm-hmm. about her. And I of course understand being such a high ranking judge. Like you don't, probably don't want people to know all your business so i get it mm-hmm. it was just man yeah i think that we should read notorious rbg and just kind of do a comparison on it and see how it is i i am very interested in that so yeah i'd be totally down i bet it would be more biographical and mm-hmm. nice. than that one so cool i still love her she's still amazing i'm just a little disappointed in her autobiography interesting well I can take that off my list. <laughs> uh, my next one is hashtag girl boss. I've seen this everywhere. Yes. Um, and that's by Sophia Amoruso. Probably butchered that. But I didn't know anything about her. I didn't really I know don't. anything about this book before I picked it up either. But when we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, oh, girl boss. Yeah. I mean, obviously. But um, she created the online vintage store Nasty Gal. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, So she's the founder and creator of that. Okay. She says a girl boss is someone who is in charge of her own life. And I loved that. But it's a very interesting look into a very non-traditional path that led her to this amazing place. Like she did not like school. She's like, school is not for me. And then she started this company as an eBay store. So she didn't have to work with other people. (laughs) Um, She's like, I wanted to have, you know, a way to make money that didn't involve me having to interact with other people. That and she said, sounds like a perfect job. Right. Me. But then it turned into this whole thing where she's the CEO of like 400 some odd employees now. And she's like, I love it. I love being a CEO, but she has just a high school education. She never went back and did anything else. And she's like, you can own your own life and be your own person without having to follow the rules set forth by other people and it it was cool that way and there's other little portraits of other girl bosses so like she interviews like the purchasing manager for nasty gal or she has this one woman who does nails for hollywood movies 
and she like owns her own business thing and she like mm. little snippets of other girl bosses cool. it was really good in the beginning it kind of got a little tedious towards the the end of it mm. but i get what she was doing she was trying to give pointers on how to be a girl boss so like she talks about resumes and cover letters and interviews and stuff like that i can um, get how that can be a little yeah, tedious um, but. it wasn't my favorite but she's trying to create in you how to be a badass girl boss that's cool so, yeah it was kind of fun women supporting women yeah love it. but i just love the fact that she's like you know i started this because i didn't want to talk to other people <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> if you and i could make this a job if mm-hmm. it was just you and me mm-hmm that would that's the dream right like if i didn't have to have any boss telling mm-hmm. me what to do right girl, like that would be the so so much fun give it to me yeah so i got i, I really enjoyed it it was it was a fun little read that's not cool. super big or anything my next one this lady has been in the news a lot the past couple of years this is troublemaker surviving hollywood and scientology by leah remini nice so this one has been on my radar for a while and it was awesome yeah it was so good so this this was straight up an autobiography her from childhood growing up i didn't know this and i this is how i guess stupid i am i didn't know that people would actually grew up into scientology i legit thought that celebrities just became scientologists when they get to hollywood no (laughs) her mom started dating a guy when she and her sister were like middle schoolers Mm -hmm. and got into scientology because of him Mm -hmm. yeah she was for a little while she was raised in it Mm -hmm. so she was very much indoctrined into this crazy ass cult Mm -hmm. and didn't get out of it until 2015 yeah and a a massive struggle to leave it so she talks about getting into it how she was in it how she became a an actress and then the downfall and reasons as to why she finally got out of it and Mm -hmm. dealing with that indoctrined psyche that you Mm -hmm. have and I can imagine the amount of emotional oh, and yeah. mental distress that trying yeah. to leave this cause. Because it's been everything she's ever mm-hmm. known. And it was amazing. So it was very matter of fact. She talked about getting into it. So she was raised in Brooklyn. And after being in Scientology for, I think, a, a year or two, her mom and the boyfriend decided that they wanted to really get into it, really make this their lives. So they were going to move down to Clearwater, Florida, and that's where the headquarters is. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was in L.A. No, that's just where the Celebrity Center is. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, the headquarters is in Clearwater. So from what I understand, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder Mm -hmm. of it, he eventually got to the point where he didn't want any government entity controlling his life Mm -hmm. so he actually lived on boats for a long time in international waters all right so he could be closer i guess to whatever the scientology god is i'm intrigued by a religion that you have to pay to be a part of so much money yes like Like, you have to pay to get to certain levels of heaven yeah no you just you level up and you pay for audits you pay for classes you pay for courses and this and that and people are going bankrupt just trying to move up levels in this when 
But it's like you're not a good enough yeah religious person if you don't pay to get to yeah, the next it's level con- and she even said that certain people they would come in and they'd be like i really want to level up i just i don't have the money and so auditors which were people that you essentially kind of catholic style confessed things to mm-hmm. um they would be like well let's see do you have credit cards and they knew how to call credit card companies and convince them to give you higher credit limits and they'd be like okay so now you have five thousand dollars in credit so we'll go ahead and take that wow and now you can take these courses and level up but you never would her mother um leah remini's mother was in scientology for over 30 years and only made it so high and never had enough money and so her mother struggled the entire time three decades worth of money into this religion cult thing and never got anywhere that's crazy and she said that she became the celebrity and so she was the face of scientology and Mm -hmm. and then tom cruise of course and his crazy ass was into it and so she and her husband actually were kind of pushed towards being friends with tom cruise and then katie holmes Mm -hmm. they were kind of pushed towards this they were hoping that two celebrities working together would be even Mm -hmm. more beneficial to the religion but she said that once she got into it she was realizing that what tom cruise was doing wasn't scientology he was being the god of scientology and the high high up scientologists were kind of just doing whatever tom cruise wanted and so that got that's what started her thinking like no this is wrong so it wasn't even that scientology was doing wrong towards her yet it was the fact that she was seeing these higher ups kind of bow to tom cruise's needs and that's when she was like this is wrong this Mm -hmm. isn't right and so that became her downfall was oh. calling them out on this is not Scientology. This is you doing a celebrity's bidding. Interesting. And from then on, they just shit on her. Wow. Like, so Tom's, Tom and Katie's wet, wedding happened and they kind of forced Leah to bring her friend Jennifer Lopez to the wedding j-lo had never met tom and katie Mm -hmm. but they wanted j-lo to be there because a bigger celebrity Uh at their scientologist's wedding was a huge deal so it's cool because this celebrity they're totally fine with scientology so i see marketing it was nuts that's crazy absolutely nuts and just her trying to get out like she starts the book with Here's a list of all the horrible things I've done in my life. Here's a list of the horrible things that my husband has done. Also, my mother. I'm telling you this now because as soon as this book drops, Scientology is going to tell you anyways. So I'm just going to get it out of the way. Oh, wow. Literally the first page. Like it's it's kind of chilling because that's exactly what happened. They even have a website now dedicated to her faults. I found it. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. It's nuts. So I was just like. And it's not a huge book. Like, I read it in a night, and it was just mind-blowing. It was very matter-of-fact. Like, this is what we did. This is what we believed. This is – it was very real. They pulled her out of school. She doesn't have more than an eighth grade uh, school level because Scientologists don't believe in regular schooling. Scientology is enough. Interesting. I could go on. I could go for days telling you about it. It's – it's insane. And she's just very matter of fact, just telling you like she's not 
she's not berating it. Uh-huh. She's just like, this is this is what we did. This is how this works. So you kind of get an idea of just how she's nuts not being it negative is. towards yeah. it. She's just she doesn't get negative negative towards it until the end when mm-hmm. she's like, no, this is wrong. Interesting. And just I still don't understand how it works because it's so crazy. Like mm-hmm. she explains it, but it's it's based off of like science fiction. Yes, right? he's a sci-fi writer. Mm-hmm. He's an author of sci-fi books. I've seen them in stores, and I didn't even know that's who he was until someone pointed it out. I it blew my mind. I'm still like trying to wrap your head thing. around it. Like this that's is crazy. It's, it's nuts. It was so good. I give it four stars. Fantastic book. It's awesome. I'm going to now like try to find her TV show and watch it from the beginning because it, uh, it was so good. That's interesting. I struggle with her as an actress, but that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I I wasn't like the hugest fan of King and Queens, mm-hmm. the King of Queens. Um, and she she briefly talks about it, talks about Kevin James and what a great co-star mm-hmm. he is and all of that. But yeah, um, it's mostly just her Scientology life. She was on Saved by the Bell. Yeah, she was. And she <laughs> talks about that. That was one of her very first gigs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she briefly talks about her acting career. It's mostly just being in a cult. Interesting. It was so good. I could talk about it for days. It sounds like it. Yeah, it was That's awesome. awesome. Will you guys go check it out then? We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. I'm going to pick up with my next book, which was my favorite one that I read. And it's a really short book, really quick read. It's like a coffee table book. Cool. Um, and it's Renegade Women in Film and TV. It's a pretty book. It's so pretty. It's got these beautiful illustrations. But it's it's like little mini biographies on all these amazing women that have been in film and TV. Mm. Not just actors and actresses, but producers and writers. and People behind the scenes, Yes, too. just amazing you know, just really awesome about the industry. And it has a beautiful illustration of each person. And then it has like a page or so on their story, why they matter, what they did that was significant. I mean, it goes all the way back to the 1800s and starts like the very beginning of the film industry. Like there was a woman who, and I forget her name and I apologize about that, but I forget her name. Uh, she helped create moving pictures. Mm. She was one of the first and her husband kind of stole everything and le- left her what and left dick. her destitute and she died, you know, poor and alone. Oh my God. But she, and it's bringing light to the fact that she was there. She was at the forefront of it. She helped start moving pictures, Just you know, in like, her name back. yeah, 1899 or something like that, which was pretty cool. And then it goes on to like Mary Tyler Moore, like what an amazing person she was being a single woman, like striving for job equality and all that. And then I loved Carol Burnett. They mm-hmm. talked about Edith Head, which is a costume designer. Um, you know, Edna Mode on The Incredibles is designed after Edith Head. How cool. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Shonda Rhimes, you know, yes. just amazing, amazing women. But there was one quote from Marlo Thomas that I took down that I wanted to talk about because she started a or her show that girl basically it was about her being a career woman and not needing anyone else you know like being her own person and so that was pretty cool and she said you know we opened up the window for young women you did not have to be the wife or the daughter of somebody or the secretary of somebody you could be the somebody Mm. and that was just yes and so all of these amazing, amazing 
badass women mm. and this amazing coffee table illustrated book just so it's so cute yeah. i'm so glad you bought it me too i loved so it so cute but it was it was such a good read mm-hmm. and I, I just really really enjoyed it and like there was one that was sigourney weaver and i didn't realize she was one of the first women in sci-fi the first leading women in sci-fi alien alien okay. yeah and, and so cool. it talked about that and it talked about i think we i t- touched about this but it talked about the creator of the golden girls and she's like you know they came to me and they said that we wanted to do a, a TV show about older women, you know, like maybe in their 40s. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. That's not older women. That's, you know. That's and so age. she fought for them to be older, it, which makes the show, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have been near as good. Right. And she has other, you know, TV shows that she's done. Um, it talks about Nora Ephron and her change in the game for a romantic comedy, kind of like creating this genre really yeah just just amazing women Hmm. just complete thorough look through amazing women and there's barbara streisand in it yes it did and there's there's like there's little biography sections Mm -hmm. and then every so often there's an interview with someone who's still living cool and so it's like a question and answer interview thing and so barbara streisand was a question and answer because not only did she you know she she's won what the oscar the tony and the She's got an EGOT. Yeah, there you go. But also, she created and starred in Yentl. Mm-hmm. And so she talks about how trying as a woman to get that published or to get that out there produced. Uh, not only a woman, but a Jewish woman. Right. You know, and then the the hardship that she struggled with with that. And it, it was just really amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing, empowering book. It's a great book that you can kind of pick up and put down because it's yes. just little snippets. Right. It's not like something you have to sit and dedicate mm-hmm. a lot of time to it. And the illustrations are just as beautiful as, as the stories about the yeah. women. Um, but there are women, you know, women in there that I hadn't heard of before that have cool. a significant impact on the, the TV and film industry, which is really awesome. Hmm, that's neat. Yes. That reminds me of this book that I just heard of that I was actually meaning to tell you about, so yay. And it's called... I hope I don't get it wrong. I think it's called The Woman from the Black Lagoon. And it's about the woman that helped create the monster of the Black Lagoon. And how she never had her name out there. Mm -hmm. She died Mm -hmm. pretty destitute because no one would credit Mm -hmm. her for any of the work that she did. Mm -hmm. And it it sounds both amazing and awful at the Mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. But it's it's someone dedicated years of their life and Mm -hmm. researching and finding her because she kept going by different names mm-hmm. and putting so much effort into giving her her name back yeah. and crediting her for That's all amazing. the work that she did. I'm so sorry. I may not have the title right, but I will for sure look it up and I'll put it in show notes. Nice. But it sounded really, really that interesting. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And there are several at the beginning that they talk about um, where they were on the forefront, the cutting edge of the film and the movie industry. Mm-hmm. And they did not get any recognition. Like, they're um, this one woman who ends up being a producer, and her name isn't even in half of the stuff that she produced. And she's like, you know what? I'm okay with it because I, I know that I was a part of it, and I brought the woman's perspective into it, and, mm-hmm. and that's enough for me for now. But it's like, at the beginning of this industry, there were so many women that were so involved that didn't women, get any credit. There are women involved in every single industry. True. And started so many things Mm -hmm. that just don't don't get credit right it makes me sad it's kind of like the women in hidden figures yeah like 
um, the I Radium read Girls. I haven't but I want to read that. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. But the Radium Girls. Mm-hmm. Like, there are women in everything. Yeah, I thought about talking about the Girls of Atomic City for this episode. That's one that yeah, I read. It's about right outside of my hometown, Oak Ridge, and it's about the women who helped build the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just really cool because a lot of them didn't even know what they were doing, but they were part of this major thing. A gigantic part of history. Yeah. A horrible part of history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is interesting because kind of at the end of it, they go back and ask them, how do you feel about Mm. knowing what it was about now? Because they didn't tell them at the the time. Everybody was so separated and segregated. No one person knew what they were actually doing. I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. how that would feel mm-hmm. when you're finally done with the project that you've mm-hmm. been tasked to do mm-hmm. and you find out that it's this death machine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they only told them that you are helping to end the war. Yeah. And so a lot of them were like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's obviously what we want. Mm-hmm. So or my brother's over there. My husband's over there. Clearly we want to end the war. And like some of them were just sitting in front of machines pushing buttons and making sure dials didn't go too high and they had no clue what any of it meant Mm. they just knew they were getting paid and they were helping the war effort and then at the end of it they're like oh yeah this um we're gonna kill a bunch of people with it and so it's about them kind of trying to reconcile that wow yeah that's yeah that's a lot Mm mm-hmm it sounds so good, though. It one is day, really good. one day I will get to there it. There are several books right now about that: uh, the Radium Girls, the Girls of Atomic City, and there's another one. Um, I feel like there are a lot of books out right now, kind of women reclaiming their spot in history. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's really getting absolutely uh, getting some uh, some traction. And the so. girl boss, she talks about she does a foreword um, that's a redo of of the original introduction, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, since the Me Too movement. And since the, since all of that's kind of come about, I feel like I, I needed to readdress some of the stuff that I talk about as far as being a girl boss, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That's neat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the Me Too movement and some of the other stuff that's going on, women are, uh, I think it's called It's Time or Time's Up or something Time's like that. Time's Up. Yes. The women are reclaiming their place in the world and it's just kind of a beautiful time to be a woman goosebumps man yeah you look teary-eyed almost I know. well i'm already <laughs> thinking about my next book and i'm like how am i gonna get through talking about it oh, but well. no like just women right now like we're reclaiming all the power mm-hmm. and it's it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. i mean we have a long way to go we do but i'm i'm really proud to be part of it mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's beautiful it what's is. happening it's amazing okay i can do this this book is so good Ugh. Okay. All right. My next one is going to be top three of my year. Really? Like I'm gonna call of all it, time, or I don't know about all time mm-hmm. because it's a nonfiction, mm-hmm. and so I structure my fiction and nonfiction oh, I, I differently. See. It's very serious what I do, but for sure, 2019 top three. Like, nice. No doubt about it. So this one is the moment of lift. How Empowering Women Changes the World. And this is by Melinda Gates. So I have long time I don't loved, know if you're going to make it. I know. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so serious about it. So I have lo- I've long time really appreciated the Gates family and what they've kind of done with their fortune, their mm-hmm. billions of dollars. So many years ago, actually, Bill Gates kind of started a thing where he contacted all the billionaires that he could and was like, 
this is too much money. It's too much money for God. Mm -hmm. Like, let's let's kind of pledge that we're going to give away at least half of our fortunes. And that's what he's done. That's awesome. And they're working to make the world a better place. And so what... Melinda Gates did. So she. That's his wife, right? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Melinda Gates is his wife. And you don't hear a lot about her. Mm -hmm. But she's actually kind of a badass just on her own. That's awesome. So a little bit of intro on her. She was born and raised in Dallas. Her dad worked with NASA. Cool dude by himself. So kind of on the the cusp of the computer age. Mm -hmm. So she went to school. And this was right when computers were coming out. So IBM was a big thing and all of that. She actually interned at IBM. She did a college tour at Duke University, saw how their computers, Mm -hmm. their computer program was really growing. She was part of the first women in computer science. Nice. So she actually got her degree in computer engineer, I believe computer engineering, and had a an interview at Macintosh in Seattle when it was first starting. Oh, wow. So she actually started working at Macintosh and didn't meet Bill Gates uh-huh. for years. Oh, that's She cool. worked her ass off and became a manager over 1,700 people. That's amazing. A woman in computers. Like, first of all, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. So she worked her ass off and happened to meet Bill Gates at a, at a dinner benefit, mm-hmm. and they happened to have to sit next to each other because they were the only two seats left what a meet cute yeah so yeah so they met I believe there's a significant age difference between them but I'm not 100% on that so they met got married uh they decided to have children and she decided that she would want to be a mom Mm -hmm. so she gave up everything and was a mom and when kids started getting older she was able to kind of uh, be hands off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They decided to really put forth effort into their the Gates Foundation. So she kind of put all of her efforts into. It, she started out with family planning. So what that meant was, in layman's terms, she wanted to make sure that birth control was available for every single woman in the world. And it's a huge deal, yeah, because there are women that don't have access to it at all and become child brides and they become having baby they start having babies before they really cannot Mm -hmm. and they end up with 10 and 12 children where a large percentage of them die Mm -hmm. and it's if we could just focus on family planning if we could give a give a girl a chance Mm -hmm. if she could just hold off on having children until she's actually ready and then Hold off on having a second and a third. That will give her family a chance. It'll give them a chance to actually have money and feed the children that they actually have. Mm -hmm. And so that's what kind of started things for her. And she has these amazing stories about how if you just support women, you're going to change the world. So I have a quote. Let me find it. So it says, as women gain rights, families flourish, and so do societies. That connection is built on a simple truth. Whenever you include a group that's been excluded, you benefit everyone. And when you're working globally to include women and girls who are half of every population, you're working to benefit all members of every community 
gender equality lifts everyone. That's amazing. And it was just, it was like a the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So instead of a girl having to go through, and sorry, this is going to be a little bit of a trigger warning. So instead of having a girl going through genital mutilation as soon as she hits puberty, that puts her ready for marriage. Instead of her being cut and becoming a child bride and then having children and then too many children and then her children die and then her family is incredibly poor, she's never going to get out of it. You don't, she doesn't have a chance. So if you just give her a little boost, she can start her family planning and so she can stay in school longer so she doesn't have to get married Im- immediately mm-hmm. and that gives her time that gives mm-hmm. her a chance and it's just oh that's a little bit like what malala was talking about where if you educate women you you know help with the economy you help with everything um just by giving women education and giving them the chance to be you know be somebody and it's such a simple thing it's just going to school but mm-hmm. in so many places it's not even an option right and it's y'all i am like fired up yeah. like she was texting me so much during the course of this book like about how amazing it was and i i posted on okay as soon as i finished it i was on every social media platform i'm on and i was just like guys read this book guys this book is amazing and i even said like so this book is less than 300 pages, but it is the heaviest book, mm-hmm. the most touching book I have ever, ever read. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's incredible. You guys can't see it, but she's literally tears in her I, eyes. I, <laughs> I've been tearing up about it for, like, 24 hours. Like, it's so, so moving. That's amazing. I'm very proud of myself for mm-hmm. getting through that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's... Every once in a while, just all of a sudden, books just hit you. You like, just got to be moved. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so good. So, so good. Yeah, We have a lot of fun on the show, but we also talk about some heavy stuff every now and again. And sometimes you just need that brevity yeah. in your yeah. life. Yeah, sometimes you need to be floored. Mm-hmm. And that. I remember how, you know, impactful you can be. Yeah. Even one person can be impactful. And then, so I finished the book and you get through the epilogue and she, uh, she names all the foundations that they've started or she's worked with, kind of partnered with, things like that. Mm-hmm. And all of the proceeds of her book are going to them. That's amazing. That's amazing. <sighs> it's so good. They really seem to be genuinely decent human beings. The cool thing about it was, is that she mentioned many times that she is kind of devoutly Catholic. Interesting. And they do not believe in contraception. Right, they don't. And she devoted an entire chapter to kind of bringing that up. And she was like, when it comes down to it, God knows my heart. And God understands the morals of it. And I know that if a priest stood in front of a woman that was trying to give him her children because she couldn't afford to take care of them, he would do the right thing too. And she says, so I know that I am doing the moral thing. Hmm. That's really powerful. Yeah. Like she, it was her proclaiming to the world that yes, I am in this religion, but in this instance, they are wrong and I am right. Interesting. And it's, it's, 
beautiful. That's amazing. It's it was so good. Oh my god. I really kind of want to read it now. You need to be you need to be prepared for it. Like yeah. it's it's huge. Oh, I know. Like I just I wouldn't shut up about women's rights and everything for like 24 hours and Chris was like, "Oh my god, it's like being at church." <laughs> it was just What church does he go to that has women's rights? <laughs> no, none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's just like I was preaching at him for like yeah. all of dinner. I just finished the book and we had to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't shut up about it. That's amazing. It was so good. Like, I wish you could read it right now. Nice. Like it was, it was, ugh. Awesome. It was so good. I loved this episode. I thought it was a great episode. I loved everything that I got to read. I think we should revisit Girl Bosses all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, please. In the effort of equality, maybe we should revisit some man bosses too we'll see like men who are on the forefront the innovators and who are making strides just so we have some equality out there too some uh some good allies yes some male allies that works i'm down with that cool well we're gonna wrap this episode up um i think next episode is gonna be our buddy read yes i'm so, so excited yeah. to read good omens we're reading good omens so check that out um i'm very excited about that and i think Susie's picked her next buddy read if you guys want to get in on that as yes. well something I about an rem- octopus i don't remember the author you you threw it at me i wasn't oh, ready i'm sorry but, i haven't but the book is called the soul of an octopus and from what i understand it's kind of a short story collection uh speaking about Cy Montgomery. Awesome. I'm I've this has been on my radar for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to nice. check it out. Awesome. I decided that it was time for us to read an, a nonfiction together. Mm-hmm. Although I should have made you read Moment of Lift and we could have talked about that. I could talk about that for yeah. sixteen hundred hours. That's amazing. But it's very heavy. And Leah Remini. Yes. Yeah. I mean this was a great episode. I really very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I could have talked about these women for forever. Mm-hmm. Like they're amazing. Yeah, I could break down you know all of this and keep going on it but um, i should have warned you that i would be very loquacious about my books so be like come prepared with some <laughs> shit to talk about that's but. funny but we will um wrap this up for now and we'll see you guys next time bye, bye.